Hyrule. Welcome back to the premiere Legend of Zelda Travelogue podcast. We are your tour guides. My name is Pete. And my name is Chris. What up? Not a whole lot. We got a dungeon episode today. I feel like we've recorded like 10 episodes and this is the <laughs> second dungeon. It's kind of a wild feeling. That's what happens when you have like multiple towns in a game. You can have other stuff to do. Yeah. I mean, the game really is front loaded with towns. I guess the whole second half of the season is going to be mostly dungeons. Oh, yeah. Aside from a few late game towns. Sure. Uh, I mean, on the tail, it's going to be Gerudo Valley and then it's just Temple Palooza, I think. Yeah. Gerudo Valley is really the one that I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But let me ask you something, Chris. This season, we're going to jump back into having a manga to read. Oh, I forget about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to do what we did during the Minish Cap season? <laughs> And make a couple predictions. Ooh, good thinking. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do some out of left field predictions. So you, just to be clear, I've never read the manga. Uh-huh. Uh, you've never read the manga either? I think I read it like a long time ago. I don't remember anything from it. Okay. Like not specific. Okay, good enough. Um, so do you want to, you know, go snake style? I mean, uh, I, I don't have any prepared, so we can go whatever order you want. Okay, I'll start one. Uh, I think that a little friend will enter a dungeon to give Link a dungeon item at some point. Can you quantify a little friend? Like in the Minish Cap uh, manga, how the Minish literally came in and gave dungeon items to Link at <laughs> okay. some point. Okay, all right. An NPC is going to run in and give you something. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to make a prediction that... Someone other than uh, Link's little black book in this game, other <laughs> what some other lady is going to have heart eyes for Link. Oh, okay. Other than the ones that are portrayed in the game and including the ones that some of you just kind of made up. <laughs> Actually, that's a perfect uh, transition into my second one. I am looking forward to having my thoughts validated when Saria <laughs> undoubtedly has a crush no. on Link in the I really, Ocarina of Time manga. I really hope not, because I don't like that angle at all. That's fair. Especially, I saw some some fan art earlier uh, this week on Twitter where it's like Saria being big sister to Link, and I think that fits perfectly. Yeah, Josh from the Morphin Grid posted that in our, in our Discord, and mm-hmm. that's beautiful art that yeah. represents a story that the game never tells you. It would have been nice. It would have been nice. It would have been. I agree. Anyway, my second thing will be... Uh, I'm going to assume that Ingo is going to have a much larger role to play. Ooh, like an evil role, though? Yeah, yeah, like a mini like a mini evil. Oh, a minor threat. You know, like a, what's his name? I can't remember any, like a mustache twirling villain. I can't think of any of their specific. Dick Dastardly from Wacky Races. Sure. I was going to say like a, like a Waluigi. Like a Waluigi, if you will. Never the villain of a full game, but yeah. just a, a thwart in his own right. He'll be like hiding behind stuff trying to sabotage Link in some way. Okay. Uh, my third one. Ooh, I really wish I'd <laughs> thought of these. Uh, 
<laughs> my third one i think that a character will write lyrics to one of the songs whoa that that link plays throughout the game whoa we, like we will see a secondary character sing lyrics to one of the songs from ocarina of time okay okay that's pretty good that's pretty specific yeah let me see if i can match that um I think there will be a scene behind the scenes with Sheik slash Zelda. Like kind of like kind of like Sheik is like like oh I should tell him who I am. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, so like some internal conflict about Zelda hiding that secret. Yeah, Sheik Ooh, Sheik's going to have like a if he only knew monologue. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good stuff. Wow, this was fun. I I'm so glad you remembered that we need to do this this yeah. season. No, it's fun. It's one of my favorite things we did back in Minish Cap. Yeah, and I'm sure it will pay off uh fantastically <laughs> in dividends for both of us. <laughs> All right, Pete. So getting back into the episode, though, do you want to give us a quick recap of where we are in Ocarina of Time? We're on Death Mountain. We hung out with uh, Darunia for a few minutes, and I think we questioned a lot of logistics with our guests. We did. Yeah, we've had a streak of very knowledgeable guests over the past few episodes. Yeah, it was fun. It was. But it's just you and me. Today, it's just you and me. So back to saying dumb stuff for an hour and a half straight. <laughs> uh, and we are entering Dodongo's Cavern. Not quite, not exactly, right? Because, like, it's just, like, caved in, right? Kind of. So there's, like, Dodongo's Cavern, and then there's, like, the larger Death Mountain volcano, right? Uh-huh. So, like, Dodongo's Cavern is, like, a smaller portion of it, like, maybe closer to the base of it, whereas the Fire Temple, like, that's when we're in the big volcano, right? That's the Elden Volcano. Oh, yeah. The Fire Temple is closer towards the center of the volcano, sure. And there's significantly more more fire I this think, is like yeah no dodonko's cavern is more like um the earth temple to the sky sanctuary you know what i mean that is a great comparison yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um and one that might kind of pop up throughout this episode because there were a lot of small moments that kind of reminded me but but just thinking about this we we've talked about how the game uh how's the zelda formula in the past has done like three of a thing four of a thing right. or three of a thing seven of a thing whatever mm -hmm. i didn't i never really thought about how frequently it's like not only three of a thing but like forest uh volcano oh yeah uh water as well like i mean skyward sword is those three uh biomes twilight princess is kind of the same as well i mean almost every zelda game goes to those settings because zelda is kind of like one of like the most classical you know video game things and like what do you always do you go to a cave you go to a volcano there's always lava and especially in a nintendo game there's always gonna be a lava level of some kind sure and sometimes you'll go to a an ice level or a snow level or sometimes you'll go to a like a desert place right right but yeah even the in the initial three i feel like those biomes are often so shared uh-huh and then if you're going to get creative get creative in the back portion of it but. sure shadow temple mm -hmm. sand ship yeah 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 um do you want to give a quick description of some of the broad strokes about this dungeon uh what where do i start really because can you hmm 
Chris, what is Dodongo's Cavern? This is a question that I think I'm going to be asking the entire episode. What is Dodongo's Cavern? It's Goron Kitchen. Goron Kitchen. So Goron they- Cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like Goron cafeteria, but like imagine if in in like a human cafeteria they had the skeleton of a giant human. It wow. <laughs> I guess kind of. I mean, I guess it's not like a Goron skeleton in here, but there is definitely something. I'm trying. I've been trying to understand what Dodongo's cavern is. D- is it a mine? Is it a mine like shaft of some kind? I guess it could be right because that's my understanding. Is that like they would use bomb flowers and whatnot as their mining. Uh, plant i think it's what they call it yeah 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 and uh or their special crop right and they would use them in dongo's cavern to uncover all the taste like the good rocks they can eat other rocks but they don't but you know they don't like all the other ones they like the ones over here and the goron outside of dongo's cavern that one above it specifically did say that bomb flowers are mining plants that right. only grow here so only that variety i ain't taking that there's multiple like subspecies of bomb flowers Speaking of, I love that to get into Dodongo's Cavern, you basically, you get the uh, power bracelet from Darunia. Yeah. And then you literally go out to this guy who the one thing he told you was, oh, I'm protecting this one because it's it's wild that this one grew outside here. <laughs> and Link just runs over and picks it up and throws it at the wall. <laughs> he should look at Link like, what did you just do? <laughs> His entire livelihood, as far as we're aware. But I mean, lucky for him, it just grows right back. I mean, yeah, that's the good thing about bomb flowers that they immediately sprout back up. You gotta like, you gotta completely pluck them by the root if you want to get rid of them. Is there ever text for the fact that they grow immediately? A, t- a text for it? Not that I'm aware. The, yeah, there's never like some reasoning or or some like they just grow fast. Well, wait a minute, <sighs> going all the way back like maybe to episode one or maybe episode two of the podcast i i can't remember that far back i mean it's do they uh, similar to stamina fruit like are they like an invasive species like a weed is that why they grow so fast hmm i get i mean that's logical <laughs> That's logical if you're going to do the illogical thing of try to overthink this game mechanic. I mean, it's as good an explanation as any, right? Sure. It's not like, you know, we don't need to know like, oh yeah, they only grow a special Goron fertilizer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no. But we do know that they are a mining specific plant and they're, boy oh boy, there sure are a lot of them in here. There was one bit in the weird like huge staircase room. Somewhere on the ceiling, there were like roots. It seemed like roots coming down from the ceiling. Oh. Oh, interesting. I don't know that I noticed that. Which does not seem like appropriate to the region. So you think like a tree above it? I don't know. But we're in the base of a volcano. Right, right, exactly. So is there anything, like I I can't think of anything personally that happened on this volcano or Elden that would like hint off. Maybe it's like another room with bomb plants and you're seeing oh. the other side of bomb flowers. Either that or like up above on the next floor, there's, what, what were they in Skyward Sword? Water fruit? <laughs> <laughs> water fruit yeah <laughs> uh that's possible yeah good catch i didn't i didn't even notice that at all and they just to get back to my original question because i want to kind of nip it in the bud right away please dodongo's cavern named already was it already called dodongo's cavern or did it become called that when the dodongos broke out in these current events right here? right when ganondorf put dodongos there <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but the name definitely stuck uh, because something that, I, I mean, this is a note I have 
for later on, but like there's a character in Majora's Mask oh, in oh, Termina. Oh, we're going straight to that. Okay. Let's go straight to that. Who says, it's so good that I dream about it. The Dongo Cavern's finest quality rock sirloin. He does call it Dodongo Cavern, not Dodongo's Cavern, yes. which is probably a negligible difference. Right. I, unless there is an alternate Termina version that's a singular Dodongo. If, if, if whether there is or isn't, I have a thousand questions. Actually, it almost feels like the Hyrule version is the cavern owned by a single Dodongo, like maybe the King Dodongo's domain, uh-huh. whereas Dodongo Cavern almost feels like a plural, like the cavern full of Dodongo. Oh, like a Dodongo Cavern. Right, right, right. Okay. I mean, you do find a couple of holes in Termina that way. Sure. So, so yeah, that reference almost makes me feel like Dodongo are native to these caverns. Okay. 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 Although I am sure, I although I do feel like that's just a typo, like whatever. It's probably just a typo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but yeah, what are you thinking about the Dodongo's existence within here? Okay. So my assumption, because when first off, when you first enter the place. There's another cave in like further in with a like a, a wall that has to be broken with a bomb. Oh yeah. Then you actually get the title card for the place. Which is such a weird little thing, right? It is a little bit. I'm not sure cuz you had to use a bomb to get in here in the first place. So I'm not sure why you needed a separate layer of bomb. Right. I <laughs> guess the idea is just like the destruction is so much in here uh-huh. that like all of these doorways just kind of got caved in. That would be cool if that was the case, but I don't think you see many more examples of that further in. in the main hub you've got a handful it just kind of seems like possibly like two different pockets of the dev team were like okay so the entrance is blocked by a like you know a, a, a cave-in right it's like okay great we got it and then this other team didn't get the memo it's like okay we got it we're gonna put a yeah. different one in there further in once you load the map right they accidentally copied and pasted <laughs> they they put a second one in here without yeah. You know what it, it honestly probably is, is like them really trying to drill home the fact that like, if you see a wall like this, you got to toss a bomb at it, right? Sure. Like it's it's forcing you to do that here well, that makes without sense. any room for failure. So that later on, when you have a big open space with walls scattered around like this, mm-hmm. you know that you should at least try tossing a bomb. It's probably that. There's at least two more spots like that on the walls, just like within the first few minutes of the dungeon too, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that main hub's got a small handful of of bomb walls, and they're kind of scattered throughout the dungeon. Yeah. Anyway, when you walk in, you see like kind of a round-ish room with like rafters up above. It's dark. It's like got keys flying around up above, and like uh, there's a central platform surrounded by lava, but not quite lava, I guess. It's like, you know, sem- semi-cooled. Shallow lava. Shallow shallow lava. Yes, exactly. With like some platforms that are going up and down. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the first thing, absolutely the first thing you see here is on the very back wall opposite of the entrance, which is a huge, 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 like ginormous uh, Dodongo skull, I assume. Yes. This is one of the, I mean, whew, this uh, Ocarina of Time does this once or twice in their dungeons. Mm-hmm. And. And boy, is it a, a trick that just always works on me is just you enter a dungeon and you see this large imposing figure uh, in the main hub room. 
Uh, I love it. And future games do this too. I This to me felt very reminiscent of seeing the skull in, is it the ancient cistern in Skyward Sword? Yeah, it's got like a waterfall there that you have to turn off and like fly bu- uh, the beetle buddy through the eyes or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in, in a few ways, I feel like that's kind of a nod to this. And I think Twilight Princess also kind of does some stuff with this, uh, maybe more so relating to another dungeon that we'll talk about later in this sure. game. But the series as, as, a, as a whole has definitely done this. It it also almost feels like the big octo, the frozen big octo when right, you walk right. into that dungeon in the Minish Cap. Right. No, it's a it's a trope that works in the series for sure. Mm-hmm. So like this big old Adongo skull, huge, the biggest Adongo you'll ever see in the franchise. If Dodongo's cavern is the cavern of any one Dodongo, it's that one. <laughs> this is probably the Dodongo. Yes. That makes sense to me, right? Sure. But uh, so this was probably always here. Right. Uh, yeah. So the name Dodongo's Cavern is probably a name that was already here before Ganondorf dropped a bunch of Dodongos here. Yes, probably. Okay. So we had the big old skull here in the background. And for the most part, this was just like a big old mine for Gorons to do grocery shopping in. Yeah. It's a little confusing. This is like a Goron mall. Yeah, so- sort of, but they have to work for it. They have to uh, dig up. By the way, the food they want here is rock sirloin, right? We mentioned it in the previous episode. Rock sirloin. Yeah. What do you think rock sirloin is? Is that like just a stone that like forms that way? Or because I always assumed it was like petrified meat of like a prehistoric animal or something. So I feel like sirloin, if you flip those words around. Okay. Sirloin rock would be a sirloin steak that is cooked so crisp. Sure. That biting into it is almost like biting into a rock. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like inversely rock sirloin is probably rock that is softened somehow by and the t- shallow lava <laughs> turned into meat the shell yes oh not turned into meat because that's not how uh a biology works that's not how anything works but the rock is softened by the lava the shallow lava throughout Dodongo's cavern into a material that can be kind of chewed by whatever is inside the goron's it mouth. very it, it features in breath of the wild it very clearly crunches like stone right <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we already did it. What what does that taste like? Oh, for sure. My shot in the dark, though, for what it actually is. Okay, because uh, I'm I'm in rapidly. I'm wildly inventing here as we go. I think that rock sirloin is probably like other pieces of prehistoric buried Dodongo. Oh. And it was like, because, you know, like petrified wood or petrified other stuff. Like, that's what I think this is. You think it's Dodongo meat? I think it's possible. I like that a lot. Dodongo's lived here. Yeah, Dodongo's lived here. Oh, that's brilliant, Yeah, that's, that's why they're finding like prehistoric, like, you know, it's like their version of fossil fuels, except they eat it. <laughs> That makes a lot of sense. Um, I almost got an interesting tidbit, but it came from Hyrule Warrior Legends, and I feel like that's maybe not a Hyrule Warrior Legends. We, yeah, the 3DS version of Hyrule Warriors. Oh, what is it? Uh, rock sirloin appears as one of the weird fairy food items, and it's like, whoa, what? Say what? Like, what, what? What do what do weird fairies have to do? Oh, with this? wait a minute. This sounds. I I think that's inadmissible because that's um. There there was some kind of mode on that game. I didn't play the 3DS version, but there was some kind of mode where you had like a fairy to feed, and you just fed it items and stuff okay so i think that's unrelated makes sense all right so i think that's actually probably the most satisfying conclusion we can come up with okay i I really like that that is the dongo meat i feel a little bit better like just like having some solid ground to stand on you know (laughs) uh pertaining to what this place actually is in the first place i think that makes a lot of sense 
So with that out of the way, do you want to talk about the enemies that we're going to find throughout here? Oh, yeah, sure. We can do enemies. This is a great list of enemies for a starter dungeon. It's not a big list, but it's a solid list. And to start it off, we have returning enemy, Bemos. Can we even say this This is a returning enemy? It looks so different and it behaves so different. This is the most horror movie looking <laughs> Bemos that this series has ever seen. It looks like Crumb from real monsters oh boy does it you're <laughs> so it looks like a single-eyed crumb from real monsters the absolute worst part about bemos in Ocar- by the way fa- this is my favorite version of bemos it uh, is i think i've spoken well no 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 i just remembered skyward sword bemos which yeah, is skyward sword bemos rule yeah okay this is a close number two for favorite bemos though they're so horrible looking these things are <laughs> awful these things are like uh, from the mind that brought you the movie uh, Alien. It's like a, a fat bowling pin made of human flesh with big old teeth on the bottom portion. Yeah. And it's just, it's got two, it's like a a circle base with the mouth and the teeth that you mentioned, and then just two feet. Yeah. And then a single eye above it that can go around in a full 360 degrees and fire <laughs> a beam hate off it. at you. I hate it so much. Such a wild design. And the only way the only way to kill it, right, is to throw a bomb at it, and then the eye pops off and explodes. I love so it. like if you run too close while it's dying, that explosion will then hurt you. It's such a threat. So many times I have just made the calculated move of like, I need to eat some damage here because i just need to take this thing out so i'm just gonna lift a bomb above my head uh-huh. and let this thing blow both of us to smithereens uh, <laughs> because i need to get rid of this thing especially like in master mode where these things take a chunk of health out oh yeah i can only imagine and like that, that laser just keeps going until you're out of range right yeah yeah so navi says when you navi navi it's navi navi says watch out for its searching beam i bet it doesn't like smoke to get in its eye that's an interesting way to put that navi. yeah like way to be uh subtle i guess but like you could just tell me i don't me. know if you came called subtle yeah <laughs> like it doesn't like smoke to get in its eye okay i'll grab a deku stick and light it on fire and bring it towards the eye i don't think that's gonna right. do anything that's what i'm saying is like navi we're in this together like if you know how to take this thing out this thing is a threat navi we do not have time don't hold back navi please just be frank with us if i need to take the bombs that are scattered all over this dungeon and toss it at that thing you could just say it all right uh next enemy i have here are baby dodongo yeah baby dodongo which are like little worms or, or like larva yeah this is like the second larva enemy we see mm-hmm. throughout this game which by the way we see at the very least the babies can burrow so you can find them underground yeah which is probably where a lot more of them are hiding that makes sense so the thing about these guys they they do burrow they jump out at you you attack them and they explode after you defeat them why these little metapod looking things why do you think that they explode when you kill them so i i don't want to get too far ahead of myself we're going to get an item in this dungeon that implies that it is uh made of i believe made of the stomach of a dodongo oh yes that sounds familiar well yes but let's talk about it up front because it benefits the conversation uh-huh. we're gonna get the bomb bag in this dungeon and it's made of the stomach of a dodongo right you're sure about that Yes, I double checked it. Okay. Um. So what I'm thinking happens is, so the Dodongo eat bombs. We see Dodongo eat bombs. 
when you kill a Dodongo, its stomach stops function and suddenly its inner body is vulnerable to the blast of a bomb as opposed to being able to suppress and digest that bomb blast. So wait, but why do they explode? Because I think they they eat bomb all day and they just have bomb in them. Oh, they eat bomb flowers. They eat bomb flowers, yeah. Okay, all right, that's a satisfactory. Then that's why the the Gorons would want to seal them away because they're getting, they're eating their mining fruit. Exactly, we we pieced it together. That's, all right, I'm I'm okay with that. So I guess with that out of the way, hey Pete, what is a baby Dodongo? No. Oh. You thought you were safe. Oh. But the thing about it is you're never really safe. <laughs> I'm on the offense this season because I feel like it's been three seasons nonstop of you getting me with these. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't see this one coming. Uh, Baby Dodongo, that's terrible. Well, if you can find a way to kill it without it exploding, that's the first thing, right? Mm-hmm. Presu- presuming that you do that successfully, uh, maybe you put it on ice or something. <laughs> Sure. I I just have this weird feeling that like it tastes like something you don't expect. Uh, I mean, maybe it's just the shape that's influencing this, but like my brain went to banana, but that didn't sound right. So I'm thinking like artificial banana flavor, which never sounds, tastes like real banana. Do you know what I'm talking about? Ooh, yeah. That's like a strong taste. Yeah. It's, it's its own beast, man. To me, there's something lime about it, right? Maybe it's just looking at the color of it. Because it's green. Yeah. Because it's green. (laughs) But I feel like it's got to have that explosive lime taste, right? Like smack you in the face with lime. Okay. So you (laughs) think- Have you ever had too much lime? Is it possible to have too much lime? You can have too much citrus and have like acid reflux for sure. There you go. That's what this is. This is so much citrus that you get acid reflux, except acid reflux is a metaphor for your face blowing up. I think, you know, to your thing, I think it would be like, it would taste like acid reflux and then coming back up, it would taste like lime. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Fair enough. All right. Other than the baby Dodongo, though, we also have standard Dodongos found here. For sure. Which are easier to fight than I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So how do, how do you go about fighting these guys? I Usually, I just get behind them and smack their tail. Okay. That is something you can do. You do that a couple times and they just explode. Basically, just bait them for their attack, which freezes them in place, and then run around and smack them in the tail. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about that at first. Okay. And the way I was fighting them is picking up a bomb and tossing it at their mouth. Right. Because right. similar to the boss of this place these guys have a quick animation before they do their fire attack where they inhale and they'll inhale those bombs and blow up well there you have it that's the explanation right there right they they enjoy eating bomb flowers and they do not discern about whether they're lit or not (laughs) yeah i guess so yeah there is in the 3DS version like an extra cartoonish animation I noticed when doing the research for this episode. Is there? I didn't catch that. Where when you toss a bomb in their mouth, you see smoke uh, just kind of come out of their <laughs> nose for a second before they explode. I love They're it. They're trying to contain it. That's good. Yeah, that's good stuff. We also have this game's very first, Armos. Yeah, these are um, the first ones in the timeline that act this way, right? Where you, you have to smack it to get it to, to activate. And then when you actually do kill it, it will start like, you know, freaking out before it explodes. And you have to avoid it. Yes, exactly that. Do you want to describe what the Armos look like in this game? Boy, where to start? They kind of are shaped like, well, they're shaped like, you know, classic Wind Waker choo-choos. First off, that's 
the the dome shape. Interesting. Yeah, kind of. The details on top of it, though, kind of make it look like a tweaked out Homestar Runner character. They do take on a little bit of color when you uh, activate them, right? Yeah. So there are two versions of these statues. There's ones that do not go hostile on you, uh-huh. and those have the Goron symbol on their foreheads. Wait, really? Only the inert ones have the Goron symbol? Yes. The ones that will attack you do not have it, and they have these sort of Trogdor looking eyes and just like a very goofy kind of stature. Uh, they, they're not much of a threat. No. And I think I'm okay with that. Yeah. Usually, you know, you, you're getting close to them when you need to find out if they are hostile or not. Like you've got to get close and swipe your sword or maybe you throw a bomb at a distance. But like you said, they, they kind of go wild after you damage them and then they explode uh-huh. uh, before dying. Everything's exploding in here. Yes. And that's kind of where the threat is of Armos in this game. So like the statues that are not Armos. I mean, can you call them Armos? They're shaped like Armos, but they have the Goron symbol and don't come to life. Right. So they're kind of not Armos. Yeah, I consider really only the hostile statues to be Armos. Unless, hang on, what is an Armos then? Is an Armos just like a statue impersonator? Uh, Armos, also known as soldier statues. Okay. Which is an interesting, like that makes sense when sure. they when I read it in the wiki. They're hold, holding a little shield and sword. Yeah. Uh, stone or mechanical statues that come to life and attack. Armos are the ones that come to life. I think that kind of settles it. Okay, so I just want to I want to get the definition down. So like any statue that comes to life through malicious means is an Armos. Yeah. Unless you count the Skyward Swords ones, which were just like a security system, but I don't think that counts anymore. Or unless you count all Bemos, which are also statues that are malicious. Oh, I don't know if... What is the connect... See, here's the thing. Armos and Bemos between this game and Skyward Sword are two very different things. Mm-hmm. Like, for in both cases. And I think in the Skyward Sword sense, like, Armos and Bemos are just like security constructs. And I think whatever these are, were just named after those, despite being very different. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Boy, I really do think we peaked with Skyward Sword and the... <laughs> <laughs> just like function and design we named them well, i say we we named them bemos and armos because they behave somewhat similarly but like we don't have the technology in this era to you know recreate the actual technological ones right, right. so we you know whatever dark magic or whatever to make these it's like, you know it's close enough that's a bemos but then what's the function of them in the place like this uh i mean i don't think these belong to the gorons i think these are just monsters so it's not not like oh there were soldier statues and then ganondorf's curse came and now the soldier statues are animated with malice some of them yeah as, as like a as like a trap you know what i mean like these right. statues were already because they have the goron symbol on them that's true so ganondorf was like you know what this one boop he pokes it on the forehead and that one will come to life if you come too close right and you know like again we go back to the uh the didango painting in goron city and i do kind of like this idea that they celebrate their slaying of these monsters, uh-huh. right? Because like you have the giant dead Dodongo in here, right? So so it's almost like a celebrated victory. Sure. So maybe these Armos statues that are inactive, but also have the Goron painting is like representative of Goron warriors uh-huh. slaying the larger Dodongo. Sure. And then Ganondorf comes in here and he's like, 
Let's be a little bit ironic and make these guys attack the Goron. That uh, honestly, it's as good an explanation as any. I, I'm All satisfied right. with that. All right, we got to keep moving. Uh, we do also have, and these are kind of what I consider to be a mini boss in this dungeon. We have a few dual Lizalfos fights. Yes, only in duos. Only in duos. Both are in the same room, though, technically. Oh, are they? Like it's in. You, you fight them. You fight them on one floor. Like you know, they team up on you, and then you go one floor up into the same room, like above that area, and two more attack you. I didn't think about that. So, like, do you think they like the idea is they retreat and kind of come back at you while you're continuing to? Explore? the dungeon oh no i think there's four and oh. i think you kill half and then the other half okay fair <laughs> enough do you want to talk do you have so like just describing lizalfos in this game i feel like a lot of enemies that we're talking about in this episode look really cool oh sure unfortunately for lizalfos <laughs> they kind of got done dirty in their first 3d outing <laughs> Look like a kind of like crocodile man. I don't know. They kind of look like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Ooh, you know, I I don't hate it though. I mean, I don't hate it because they they put some like cool uh, warrior like shoulder armor on them. Uh -huh. Like there are some small redeeming factors, but I mean, like <laughs> they do look pretty stupid. <laughs> what this is like 1998. <laughs> like they these lizards make like Gex the Gecko on the PlayStation look cool somehow. Uh-huh. They the, see the pictures of them, like, in the official art, though, for this game. They look like Riptor from Killer Instinct. And yeah. then you get into this game, and they're just like, meh. And they all have beer bellies. Do they? I guess, maybe. Yeah, they kind of do. And they have, like, they're they're holding swords, but compared to the size of the Lizalfos, the swords are almost comically, like, they're like daggers. I mean. Uh, which, which also looks a little bit silly. Yeah, they do look very needle-like. Unless these are supposed to be rapiers? I guess it could be. Could be. But yeah, to fight these guys essentially they're going to come at you one at a time even though they only battle in pairs uh-huh and you just want a shield when they attack which will kind of stagger them for a second sure. and then just take some swipes at them it's really not a big deal easy peasy yeah 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 yeah. i mean the the most annoying part of fighting lizalfos in this game is that they will attack you and you know take the hits from you up until like a certain point of their health then they'll start to dodge and run away yes you know they'll hop away and you have to chase them which is just needless it just extends the fight. They are not, they're not attacking you when you do that. They also have a fun hopping noise. Like a very comedic, like something I never noticed while playing, but they got like a little bouncing noise. That's uh -huh. very silly. But yeah, they get they get nervous after a few hits. That's it, really. That's kind of it. Yeah, it is cool to see Link take on two of a thing at once, but it's really not much of a threat. Is this the first Lizalfos in the franchise? Not in the timeline, but in the, in the series? Yeah, this is the first Ocarina of okay. Time. See, now this, how crazy is it that we have this and then all the way up to Breath of the Wild where they become extremely intimidating. <laughs> They're great in Breath of the Wild. They're more mobile. They're so fast in Breath of the Wild. I think like I think they're the enemy I'm like the most nervous around because of how quickly they move. <laughs> I hate some of those wizards, man. Wizards are okay. Wizards have a pattern I can follow. Fair enough. So other enemies in here, you got keys and by extension you have fire keys because they can jump into torches. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in the most recent playthrough, I did lose my Kokiri shield to one of them. Kind of annoying, but you don't super need a shield when you're a kid. Listen, gang if you've been following us up to this point you know you don't take a wooden shield into a fire dungeon no no you not don't. a great idea i don't know that though yeah that's on you man <laughs> 
because I don't know what's good for me. <laughs> uh, apart from that, you got a business scrub or two. I ignore them almost all the time. I think one of them sells a replacement shield if one burns up. Thank you. Uh, you got blade traps. I don't know if that counts as an enemy, but we we know how they work from previous games. Right. Past that, we got skull watchalas, bad name, and gold sculptulas, which why aren't they called gold wall sculptulas? Skull Walchulas. I hate this. Pete, I don't even know. I know the train of thought in that suggestion, but I got lost in your suggestion, and I don't even know what you were trying to joke about anymore. Skull Walchulas. Yes, the names of the tarantulas in this game are awful. Yes, Skullchulas, Skull Walchulas, Gold Skullchulas, not Gold Skull Walchulas. <laughs> I'm actually, actually, them... Not naming an enemy Gold Skull Walchulas is them kind of doing us a favor at this point. <laughs> uh, we also have uh, Business Scrubs and yep. Mad Scrubs. Wait, Mad Scrubs, really? Yeah, going into some of the Master Quest stuff, oh. which I'll tackle that later. Don't look too much into that. But yeah, that's pretty much the enemies that we're going to encounter in here. So I guess we could start talking about the rooms. We could. Chris, why? Why? Why what? Why are Baby Dodongo's larvae with no legs? <sighs> Is it a tadpole thing? I guess it could be a tadpole thing. Or Dodongo's amphibious? Oh, they're li- <laughs> they're just they're just lizards. They're just lizards. I guess. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They, do any of the tiny baby enemies have legs? Any of them? Yeah, I feel like it's kind of like standard fare to make them just kind of wiggle at you. I'm trying to think of any others in the game. Baby Goma. Oh, Baby Goma. Yeah, they have legs. Don't they? If I if I type baby goma feet into Google, do you <laughs> there's think better, there's there's way better ways to Google that? You don't have to <laughs> baby goma. Yeah, goma larvae are fifty percent legs and feet. Yeah, I don't know. They these guys just slide right up on you. I guess it's just for the attack pattern, right? They're slivering through the the ground. They're getting close to you quickly. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't have a good answer. Anyway. Yeah, I guess we could start talking about rooms. That's fine. Okay. Do any in particular, like, jump out at you? Because, like, for the most part, like, I can only think of really one major one. I have a few. Okay. I'll try not to go through every room in the dungeon, but I do have a handful. Okay. Um, can I say mine first, since I only have one? Please. There is one room that you get somewhere, I think it's on the second half of the dungeon, where you cross back through the main room again. Uh. Uh, where there's a big stone pillar that is surrounded by bomb flowers, like completely surrounded. Yeah. And you have to blow it up like in a specific spot so that every single bomb flower goes off in like a pattern. Yeah. And then that will drop a huge stone staircase down from the ceiling. This is the compass room, I believe. Yes. Oh, right, 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 right. It's right. like a domino effect with bombs. It's a, it's uh-huh. a, It's a unique bomb puzzle in this game where you place the bomb right in the center of two rows of bombs. We try to get a chain reaction. Yeah, it's very cool. It's it's very weird. I don't understand why this is like this. Yeah, there's like no logical reason why this would turn into a staircase like this. Mm-mm. Especially considering that staircase, I think, is also too big for Gorons. That is true. I, yeah, I, I genuinely, my brain will explode like one of these bombs <laughs> if I try to put logic to why the stairs exist in here and also go up up the way they do and need to be exploded down. Maybe it's like, uh, maybe it's just stairs for Biggeron and his brother. Oh, are they like the chefs? Are they like the, maybe? the ones who go deep in here? Could be. Okay. It's definitely a moment though that stands out in this dungeon. Probably like one of the two biggest ones. Uh-huh. Before we get too far away from it, I kind of want to just talk about one more detail in the 
in the main hub. Oh, okay. So like there are five or six rooms that you can kind of branch off into in the main hub. Oh yeah. This dungeon does something really good where you go into different directions through different hallways Mm -hmm. and they will funnel back into the center room. Yeah. You're crisscrossing around this dungeon a whole lot. Love that. Uh, To the left of the, when you enter, there's a bombable wall with a chest holding the dungeon map. And now fun fact about (gasps) Dodongo's Cavern. Yes, 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 yes. I love this. All of the maps in Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask show a map of Dodongo's Cavern on them. Yep. I had no idea. (laughs) What a fun little detail. That's super cool that it stayed on through Majora's Mask. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, no, because Dodongo Cavern exists in Termina. That's why, right? Right. The single one. And the fact (laughs) that it's the same map design on both proves that they're talking about the same cavern. Exactly. Cracked it. Cracked it. Solved Zelda. Also, just want to reiterate, there are two bridges that go across the main hub room. Uh We'll be revisiting those in just a little bit. Yeah, that's like one of the last things you do. We've got a baby Dodongo corridor, which is just an enclosed room where baby Dodongos come out. There's a couple uh, of those, I think. Yeah, yeah. There's some with baby Dodongos and some with regular Dodongos. Actually, the one with the regular Dodongos felt very reminiscent of the room, I believe it was in in the Earth Temple in Skyward Sword, Mm -hmm. where you had the Pyrups. Remember when the Pyrups would peer out of the walls and breathe fire on you? The fire sea monkeys, yeah. Yeah, I kind of got that vibe from one of the rooms in this dungeon. Uh, and, And it would make sense for rooms in Skyward Sword to be designed with some of these rooms in mind as small little knots. Yeah, I guess I could see that. So that room essentially is just a bunch of Dodongos. You light a few torches in there to move forward. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's all very simple stuff. Yeah, no, the lighting torches to open a door is very, very, very classic Zelda. I don't know if there's any feasible in-world explanation for such a puzzle. I'm going to pin that down to like Gerudo puzzle magic. You know what I mean? Where like you can, yeah. you can shift matter and stuff around, but you have to, p- there's like a clause in the magic spells that you have to put like a a, a lock like this in it. <laughs> yes, there's like a quota that dungeon designers across Hyrule have to hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, another room that's probably worth talking about is our first encounter. I believe this is the first encounter with an Armos, an active Armos. Those things are just huge, huh? Yeah. So like you've got a treasure chest guarding the the actual compass. So this is in that big staircase room. Yeah. Across from the staircase, there's a treasure chest and three of these statues surrounding it. Mm-hmm. And the one right in front of the treasure chest preventing you from opening the treasure chest is an active Armos. So right. like as soon as you try to get toward the chest, it'll start attacking you. I vaguely recall that like there's another room that has like four different Armos surrounding a pillar with a button on it, right? That's true. And I think I'm pretty sure somewhere I have a note that's says like you can actually just ignore the armos in that room entirely like it is possible to get up there without bothering them yeah so i believe that room so that's like a uh, fire key s- statue room so maybe the idea is that when you're fighting the fire keys you might accidentally swing your sword and activate some of the armos oh yeah maybe that's fair um but i do think that some of those are inactive because i do recall seeing the goron symbol on mm-hmm. now I'm, now i'm second guessing myself and wondering if if you hit the ones with the Goron symbol on it, and that's, if they become active, and that's the trick, right? That's how that's how Ganondorf gets you. Yeah, yeah, is that you? You second guess yourself, <laughs> and then suddenly you're activating a room full of Armos. But yeah, after that room, I believe is when you actually do your first crossing the bridges in the main hub. Right, shoot down any keys you see before you actually run across, because that could get kind of annoying. Yeah, you don't want to be falling from the top floor. Though this is another dungeon where it's really not 
terribly big. Like if you have to kind of redo anything, you're not too put off. I want to roll across those bridges like a like with uh, the Goron mask. Because <laughs> I get I get um Snowhead Temple vibes from that. I want to roll across a thin line with the Goron mask. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That would be fun. That kind of reminds me of that whole what is that mini game in Majora's Mask where you're just aren't you rolling through a mountainous area over and over for isn't it like a race or something in Majora's Mask? There's a couple times where you're doing some Goron races, but I don't I think if it's like a thin line that you're doing that on, there's one bit on the moon that's kind of like that. Right. Okay, that might be what I'm thinking of. It's been a few years for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While while we're in this room real quick, can I mention something like a note that I just came across? Please. <laughs> <laughs> when you first walk into this place, into the central room, and you come towards the lava, Navi will make a point of saying, don't step in the lava. <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, wow. Where was this directness <laughs> when we were talking about Bemos five minutes ago, Navi? Yeah, don't step in front of the Bemos. Don't do that. Yeah, but she she reserves that for lava. Don't step in the lava. I know you've lived in the woods your entire life, uh-huh. but I have to assume that you know not to step in lava, right? Imagine if Link, though, I mean, we joked about how he has no idea what a horse is at this point. Oh, in his man, life. you're right. K- Kokiri Forest education might not be doing him a lot of favors. Yeah, that might be the right call, Navi. Uh, so, yeah. Just before we get too much further, I do want to talk about the room in which you first fight the two Lizalfos. Uh-huh. Do you remember this room? Well, I mean, yeah, it's like a huge cavernous like lava waterfall room, if I recall. Yeah, and we brought this up in our first season, but in the Earth Temple of Skyward Sword, they pretty much recreate this mini-boss fight one-to-one. Oh, yes! Where it was the quote-unquote mini-boss, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Which is probably why now I'm thinking, oh, these are mini-bosses, because in that game it was explicit Uh uh-huh but we get two of them in this game so it's what what do you call that a mid boss oh yeah by the way speaking of the earth temple well and the fire sanctuary come to think of it there are some portions of dodongo's cavern which seem to be like partially uncovered ruins okay what are the odds do you think that any of this is related to one of those dungeons or like that whole area because we know that this if elden volcano is death mountain which i think a lot of us kind of assume yeah do we think that there's some kind of connection between this these little pockets and either of those areas uh i've got some notes on the fire temple in this game that are pretty directly connected okay to elden volcano i Great. didn't really think about it as much with dodongo's cavern mm-hmm. but i mean it makes sense this is all one volcano right yeah what are some of those ruined uh rooms that you're referring to specifically there's one that's like a, a long longer one where i think is where you finally get the bomb bag like later um but it's got a few different entrances and exits that go to different parts of the dungeon uh but also they've got like the blade traps hidden behind corners to to jab at you if you walk around too quickly yeah there's a bunch of pillars and you've got to kind of jump atop the pillars and toss a bomb to blow walls open in that room oh you mean like when you're about to leave this room yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you know what's crazy by the way when i did a random run of this game mm-hmm. by these walls you're talking about that you blow up towards the end of this room uh there is a little pillar a shorter one that has a bomb flower and a chest on it uh the chest usually just has like a rupee like a small amount rupee i'm pretty sure or a key 
I could, could be misremembering. Anyway, by this point in the game, in the randomizer, I didn't have the power bracelet yet. Oh. So I'm getting through here with like a very limited amount of bombs. I can't lift them, you know, off the floor or anything. Okay. So I'm running out of options. I get up to this pillar, open the chest, and there's the power bracelet. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love when randomizers have such a habit of coming in clutch like that. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to share some randomizer stories in a, in a bonus episode. It's so fun, man. It's so much fun to do randomizer runs. If you're not on our Discord, join our Discord because we have people pretty regularly streaming randomizer runs for different Zelda games. Yeah. Which is, so if you ever just want to watch someone else do a randomizer, uh, you can do that. To to the point you made a minute ago about chests with small amounts of rupees in this dungeon. Yeah. Chances are when you're playing this dungeon, uh, you'll come across at least a couple of chests that just seem to give you like five rupees. Mm-hmm. Something I learned when doing research for this episode, and thank you, Caleb Simpson on YouTube, I believe is the, the YouTuber who I watch uh, play this. Oh. Um, he mentioned that what that is, is there are chests in this dungeon, at least one or two, that will give you a uh, Kokiri shield. Yes. But if you already have a Kokiri shield, the game gives you a small amount of rupees. Oh. So sometimes it feels like, why is the game doing this uh, treasure chest for an unceremonious <laughs> thing like rupees? Well, it's because you have the item the game wants to give you. So it's still just trying to give you something in the chest. Oh, that's super interesting. Okay. Yeah. I never knew that until today. Uh, we also have the second dual Lizalfos Arena, which- yep. Uh, not a lot to say about it. No. It's like it's just like more platforms mm-hmm. and more shallow lava. The thing is, this actually is kind of reminiscent of what we're gonna see in the fire temple. Like this general room layout, like right. the red platforms and everything. Yeah. It looks weirdly organic. Do you know what I mean? It does. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that fight is when we get our bomb bag, which when we get it, uh, the text says this bomb holding bag is made from a Dodongo stomach. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Definitely helps us with some of the theories we came up with today. And it allows them to eat bomb flowers up until the point where like, what? Like if you kill one, then their fire breath backfires into their stomach and that's what sets it off. That's exactly. Exactly it. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. That's kind of most of the rooms I have before entering this giant mouth. Oh, surprise gang, we're entering another mouth today. Mm, yes. On the second catwalk, when you come back to the, the central chamber again, there is a sign at the end, or what is it, like a like a pedestal of some kind with a sign on it? Mm-hmm. It says, giant dead Dodongo, when it sees red, a new way to go will be open. Right. So if you are familiar with puzzles of any kind... <laughs> You probably figured out by now, you have to walk above the skull on the second catwalk and drop a bomb into each eye. Uh Uh-huh. So while we're on the subject of this sign, I do really want to talk about, because I was excited about this from the moment I noticed it when (laughs) when playing my notes playthrough. This texture, we talked about how there's a shared development history between Mario 64 and Ocarina of Time. Yes. The texture to this sign is the sign that's on the star statue in the water. I believe this is how you enter the haunted mansion. It's the the boo area of Peach's Castle, yeah. And it's the sign that, uh, you know, if you were a kid when the N64 came out, you heard everyone talk about the L is real sign. Mm-hmm. This is the same texture, this sign here that tells you how to blow open the Dodongo skull. It's the L is real sign. And I noticed it. I noticed the fuzzy text immediately. <laughs> so L is real just stands for Link. Link is real. 2023. <laughs> 
<laughs> you were trying to say Link must die. Say nay, Link is real. No, Link is real, but he also must die. It's two, the two things are not mutually exclusive. Okay. Like Pete mentioned a second ago, we're going to bomb those eyes open. We go over that bridge. There are some holes there. You can drop a bomb straight down. If you're nasty, you can jump right on that skull and shove some <laughs> bombs right into the eye sockets. Unnecessary. Unnecessary, but it's an option. Speaking of eyes, by the way, there are a couple points in this dungeon where like you have to turn off like fire geysers like mechanical fire geysers by shooting sheikah eyes yeah and you know what you spent like 10 minutes talking about how the sheikah went through the great deku tree so go ahead pete the 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 sheikah came through here huh i have i don't know i don't know did they grab a snack with their friends the gorons our eye switches our eye switches not related to sheikah have i just compl- been completely off base sometimes we gotta just accept video game stuff <laughs> brother i i think it's just a no. matter of that Mm-mm. i have to know because they're in because ev- they're in every dungeon who did it who is it it's an easily recognizable pattern you see an eye you're gonna want to shoot an eye capcom honed in on it most game developers honed in on it <sighs> It's gotta be something. I don't think it's Sheikah stuff. I I would love for it to be Sheikah stuff in a satisfying way. Listeners, if you got something, let us know. Is it like that clause in Gerudo Dark Magic where it's like you have to put a key somewhere? You can't put like you know, a completely sealed room. You have to have like an entrance that can be accessed. Okay. Well, since you seem to have some lore reason for, for that, then yes, I'm sure that there's some uh, throwaway clause somewhere <laughs> that states you must have a stupid eye switch that has magic power. Stupid ancient magical bylaws. <laughs> stupid ancient <laughs> magical bylaws. That's another shirt. Uh, so yeah, we're going to bomb those eyes. It's going to... Uh, Uh, open up that mouth and again bombing the eyes like that's the ancient cistern skull they did it again there and they probably did it in a bunch of other zelda games i mean sure i mean it's a trope that isn't a lot of stuff yeah the reason we're playing these games in this order is so that we can point out when little things like that happen (laughs) we can do the leonardo DiCaprio pointing meme i recognize that (laughs) so once we go into this mouth we're not quite in the boss room just yet i do feel like that was a missed opportunity like it would be really cool to just walk into a boss fight mm. when you enter the mouth in this dungeon just have the floor collapse beneath you oh yeah i like that yeah that'd be pretty sweet like this game has a few more rooms like we're about to enter a hub area and then kind of go around in a, in a loop uh and do some block pushing stuff none of it's super remarkable like i have kind of minimal notes this whole portion feels so superfluous like the, the the dungeon could have been over at this point you know what i mean yeah i do really like this dungeon but i do you think this last part in the mouth is like eh <laughs> it's okay but after you know a couple of more rooms with slide blocks and bombable walls we get another armos battle uh which mm-hmm. i think this time it's battle it's it's guarding a gold sculptula uh-huh uh and then we place a block into the center of this room and it unlocks a door and we get to a room with a crack in the floor. There's the only other thing that I really want to mention before we go further in. The, the central room. I keep going back to the central room. That's what the dungeon does and that's what I'm doing. There's a bit where you go through on like one half of the dungeon on the left or right. I forget where you start. And it loops back around to another entrance, like not the same entrance. Okay. But you're still back at the main room. But it's like a slightly elevated hallway that has a switch that opens a door on the opposite side so you can continue the dungeon 
dungeon. The only thing stopping you from accessing this early is you being short. Like if you were an adult, you'd be able to climb that. Oh, yes. That's actually a good point. The only thing stopping you from opening this door sooner is the height of your average child. That's very funny. (laughs) Yeah, the the dungeon itself is kind of built around the fact that Link is the age that he is when he's traveling through it in a way that's kind of weird. So imagine like maybe in the Doomed timeline where Link like, you know, has a slightly different adventure. He grows up a little bit before coming to Dodongo's Cavern and he just comes in and skips basically half of it. I I think there would be something kind of gratifying about that. It's kind of like doing a new game plus run through with all your upgraded weapons. True. And just, uh, you know, powerhousing through. I'm pretty sure you take out the boss in this with the bigger on sword in like two hits. Oh, the boss. You could take the boss out in this with a feather. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. So, I mean, we're tiptoeing around it, but do we want to blow open the floor of this room and uh, jump in? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. So you plant a bomb on the crack on the on the floor you drop down and we are going to face our boss the infernal dinosaur king dodongo Could you imagine, like, encountering King Dodongo, like, where it is almost like a set piece where you are going down further and further into this, like, Goron mine, right? Mm -hmm. And then you find, like, the oldest corners of it where it's like an old abandoned mine shaft, like like in a Western. Mm -hmm. And, like, you go further in and it's darker and it's, like, quiet. And then the floor collapses beneath you and you land in this lava chamber with a dinosaur. (laughs) I love it. I love, I mean, I love that progression. I do kind of feel like, again, going back to that Goma fight where mm. you just see Goma kind of close in on you. You see the eye in the distance. Oh, yeah, for sure. They could have done something similar. Instead, it's just kind of like you blow up on a hole in a weirdly lit, like, cave room. And then down there, there's this guy who is in, like, a sealed chamber. What I will say, what did work for me is the fact that you don't need a boss key to get into this room. Uh huh. You can, you just kind of get in here. Yeah, that goes for all the child dungeons oh really i didn't notice that yeah uh you don't you only get boss keys when you're an adult okay i only noted that you don't get a boss key for this one so i thought it was unique but yeah i don't know i kind of like the idea that like you workshopped your way into this thing's area but then what is this thing doing is it just in this enclosed space before you get here just going in circles just chilling is their king is their (laughs) king now hang on Hang on, is is King Dodongo king by name or by species? Like a T-Rex? I don't know. Is King Dodongo with the T-Rex of Dodongos? So let's talk about in the word used to describe him, infernal. Isn't that like specifically tied to like underworld? Let me check. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like there's some, like, doom and gloom association. Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, well, it's got two meanings as far as I'm aware, where it's like, you can, it could be like underworld or hell, etc. Or it could just be like, annoying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
I wouldn't really call this guy much of either. He's still like the bumbling dinosaur. He is not graceful. Do you want to describe what he looks like? Sure. Well, this probably goes without saying. He looks like a big Dodongo. Okay, but not all of our listeners have played the Dodongo games. Okay. A Dodongo, wow, we didn't even describe regular Dodongos. Dodongo is like a big prehistoric lizard with tusks and a horn on its head. And just two legs. Am I looking at this right? It's just got the two. Uh, King Dodongo has four legs. Oh, okay. Its front two legs are beefy, beefy. Its back two legs are kind of oh, like he definitely skips leg day and, and does a lot of <laughs> upper body stuff. It, it blocks them out in the view. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it, imagine a chameleon first off. Okay. Now imagine a prehistoric chameleon with tusks and a huge horn and like covered in spikes and craggy stone it looks like. Yeah, it almost kind of has a glacial look to it like when you remove it from the arena itself it's got blue eyes it's Mm -hmm. got white horns it's got like a like a um, well i mean contrary to the chameleon thing it's got like a little stubby like lizard tail at the back but also these massive 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 like digging mitts it looks like like huge mole claws at the front like easily twice the size of its back legs almost looks like this could be what magma turned into huh no like the, those big old magma arms i mean that's kind of what tipped me off about like that they can burrow and whatnot so like kind of question why king dodongo is still here i don't yeah why why was he trapped in this arena it's like he's lost his mind i mean realistically we know ganondorf put a curse on this place true oh yeah you know what maybe he maybe he either put king dodongo here or like found king dodongo here and was like no you stick here you stick around here for a minute and kill whoever comes around yeah 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 he's probably under ganondorf's curse or whatever well then again again (laughs) chris Uh because ganondorf planted the dodongos in here recently as far as i'm aware So this must be like the first one that he planted. I don't know, because we also came earlier to the conclusion that the Dodongos were in here natively, right? Right, right. But they were like either killed out or sealed away, right? So like then that means that either Ganondorf put a new one in here or revived them in here. Or the, this one was the one that was sealed last, and Ganondorf was like, you can make more now. Okay, maybe, maybe. That's my best guess. He he Jurassic Parked the last living one, or like, you know, just a big one that he found, like dead. <laughs> and it's funny coming to this game after Skyward Sword, because this boss fight, generally speaking, is very much like the Skaldera fight from Skyward Sword. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we didn't mince words about it even back then. Like, yeah. We call the pyroclastic fiend himself a dodongo boss fight yeah no this is very very similar to that just on a flat playing field yeah so we are in a circular room with lava in the center uh and you can walk around the outer portion of the room yeah and uh king dodongo will kind of just roll around into you and kind of walk into you yeah blue streak passes by it's king dodongo (laughs) um so dodongo's attacks are essentially uh, it takes a second to inhale and then it starts breathing fire at you. Big fireballs, which I found out in my most recent playthrough, Chris, bend around corners. Oh, do they? Yeah, it'll follow you. <laughs> I, You know, it's been so long since I've even seen this thing's fire because it's just so easy to oh, toss. Oh, for sure. 
it's got a huge tell. Yeah. Although it's funny because on the N64, it's doing like a big vacuum effect, right? Kind of like Kirby. Yeah. Uh, that is your cue to throw a bomb in. Uh-huh. But on the 3DS, it's making like a big fireball that's getting bigger and bigger. Oh, smart. Yeah. But is it still inhaling while it's doing that? I think so. I don't recall exactly. I just know the visual effect was different. But you fight it the exact same way, right? Yeah. You toss a bomb in its mouth when it's breathing. Yeah. It blows up. It damages it, kind of stuns it. You get in there. You start swiping with your sword after a few hits it's going to roll at you you can just kind of move out of the way get a little bit closer to the center of the room super easy to avoid yeah don't go in the lava but you're not really at too much danger here Mm -hmm. um and you just let it bang into a wall and then kind of turn around and rinse and repeat so when you when you knock it out with a bomb try to use deku sticks if you got them because that's oh do that jumping deku stick attack that does four times damage Mm -hmm. jumping deku stick attack and that will kill it so fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. But uh, I can't think of anything else to really mention about this guy. It's kind of one note. This is largely regarded as one of the easiest boss fights, I believe, in the whole franchise. (laughs) You know what? Actually, come to think of it, I think that's right. He's really a chump. Uh, They could have made this the first boss, but they wanted to have, like, the effect of slaying your mother, I think, right at the start. He's not here. He's not here for, like, eating people or whatnot. He, like... We never see the king. We never see the king <laughs> we never see the king no 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 we can't it's fine that's not him we can't there's nothing there's not nearly as much pointing towards that for king Dodongo. no you see ganondorf talking to a king whether or not the king's in view in that moment oh so it's well, well hey you know what how do we know that ganondorf isn't talking to king Dodongo? he's sitting in the throne oh can you okay someone draw art of ganondorf in hyrule castle talking to king Dodongo on the throne please that sounds very fun to me uh when when you get through three phases of king dodongo's uh fight he starts rolling uncontrollably and then kind of just swerves into the lava is that like losing control or is that like on purpose i don't understand this this direction he's just so done with his insides exploding from this little boy he just wants it to be over but it's not it's not pretty what happens because king dodongo will roll into the lava and immediately start like dying a grisly fire death yeah it's tough to watch and the lava solidifies so i don't know if it's again we mentioned that he kind of has some icy look to him Mm -hmm. but like is the idea that the coldness of dodongo's corpse cools the lava or is the presence of king dodongo heating up the area oh oh i kind of like that actually makes sense to me yeah okay so, I mean, that's basically it. We do see the worst part about this is the fact that King Dodongo's corpse remains as yes. we pick up the heart piece and finish the dungeon. It's not a handsome corpse, guys. It doesn't look great. And he's just there forever. You see it's like arms stretched out in the N64 <laughs> version also. It's it's bad news. Uh, we get that heart piece. We go through our little teleporter in the center of the room. Yeah. And before we move on to the next thing, we are greeted by our good friend Darunia. Who can kills you on site no peter (laughs) you know that doesn't happen he he pats you on the back so hard that your little boy frame explodes and you die yes okay that does happen he says it's me darunia well done thanks to you we can once again eat the delicious rocks from the dodongo's cavern until our stomachs burst Listen, I know you think that's like funny wordplay, uh, Darunia, <laughs> but we just killed. Yeah. We just saw a pretty grisly thing happen in relation yeah. to that. So. A lot of exploding stomachs in there. It's a little soon. We, 
we've got some stuff to work through. Just no jokes like that. <laughs> what a wild adventure, he says. It will make an incredible story. I can't believe that the Dongos suddenly appeared in such great numbers. And that big rock blocking the cave. All this trouble must have been caused by that Gerudo thief Ganondorf. Uh-huh. Ganondorf said to Darunia, give me the spiritual stone. Only then will I open the cave for you. Right. He said, you, on the other hand, risked your life for us, kid. I like you. How's about you and I become sworn brothers? I. What's involved? No, there's no big ceremony involved. Just take this as a token of our friendship. And he gives you the Goron's ruby. Okay. He kind of magics it up, right? Yeah. We get some text saying this is the spiritual stone of fire passed down by the Gorons. And I mean, it's a cute little scene. And now they all call you brother for the rest of the game. They all call you brother and they all like want to give you a hug, which chases Link off. He runs away screaming, I think. It's so good. Yeah. So Darunia encourages us to keep brushing up on our skills and says we should visit the great fairy at the top of the mountain at some point. Mm -hmm. Uh, He then calls all his brothers to see Link off. And like Pete said, I don't know that the public display of affection is kind of reciprocated from Link. Because I think twice in one cutscene, Darunia slaps him on the back and he almost dies. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And some of the Gorons go to hug him. He tries to run away and then another Goron runs up the mountain, (laughs) surprises him. And you get this moment of Link jetting in the other direction that's very comedic and fun. So like, what was Ganondorf's plan here? Exactly. I'm going to close off your food source unless you give me the ruby, right? Yeah. But he also filled it with the Dongos. I guess so, yeah. We see them mentioned in such great numbers. So there very well could have been some Dodongos, and uh-huh. he like cloned the heck out of them. Well, they, they started to multiply because there's larva and stuff in there. Right, exactly. Yeah, he just made the numbers increase tenfold. Interesting. And possibly did whatever to King Dodongo himself. Right, 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 right. Uh, so before we get on to our travel recommendations, oh, I do no. have <laughs> another version of America's new hit game show. Oh! Master Quest Question Master. Hey. All right, so this is a a revised version. I'm not going to list 11 things, all of which uh, actually happened in this dungeon like I did last time. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. I have three items here. Two of them are real. One of them is a lie. Okay. You tell me which one of these three items does not actually happen in the Master Quest version of this dungeon. One is a lie. One is a lie. Two are real. Great. All right. Item number one. Pose replace monsters in the Dodongo torch room. And there's a instance of a domino chain of bombs that trigger a switch underneath a gravestone. Oh, okay. Number two. There is a third dual Lizalfos fight <laughs> with a third Lizalfos that is brown in color. Ooh. So I guess that's not a dual Lizal. That's a tri Lizalfos fight. I guess so. Item number three. There's a puzzle in the trap room where you have to move blocks underneath three elevated torches and do choice jumps with a lit torch to light all of them. Oh, that sounds annoying, whether it's real or not. I want the second one to be true. But it doesn't sound like, because they'd add a whole new texture, and I don't know that they would do that. Uh, I'm going to say two is false. You're correct. Hey. Uh, and just a shame. Really, that would have been cool. That would be cool, yeah. A trilos Alphos fight. And just for your own, here is uh, an image of that weird gravestone puzzle. There's a switch underneath this gravestone that I'm sending you. Oh, interesting. That gets triggered, similar to the stairs in the compass room. Oh, okay. You've got to set off a series 
series of bombs to hit a switch underneath a gravestone. That's pretty cool. Yeah, just weird little things. I, I like, because I kind of dig the bomb chain reaction thing. I'm glad that you get more than one at some point. There's also like some stuff around like in Master Quest, in the Master Quest mode, there's like bombs that are on the side of the wall that Link can't pick up because they're too high for him. Oh yeah, like in Goron City. So you have to light a torch and then bring it over to those bombs and right. it drops off the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. With that, do you want to move on to our Tyrannosaurus recommendations? Boy, howdy. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? I can move on to our, our King Dodongo recommendations. Oh no, I just realized I don't have a best bite. Okay, why don't you give your three T-Rex? I don't have anything, but let's see. Oh, okay, my recommended photo op will be sitting on top of the ancient Dodongo skull. Yeah, hard to top that, right? Pretty good. Mine is actually in the open mouth of the Dodongo skull. I feel like you could do a fun pose, like pretending you're dead and hanging out of the Dodongo's mouth. Hey, you know what? We can have our picture at the same time. There you go. You be on the top, I'll be in the mouth. Uh, my recommended attraction, let's see, I would hug a Goron. Your recommended attraction is you hugging a thing? I would hug a Goron, yeah. Pete, <laughs> there's no Gorons in Dodongo's cavern. In the last cutscene, in the cut, at the end, they greet you at the exit. That's outside of the level we <laughs> talked about, Pete. Try again. <laughs> Okay, all right. Let's see. No, it's fine. It's fine. I would get no, no. I would get a gigantic slinky for the big stairs. Gigantic slinky. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I like that. You gotta do something with those stairs when it's not being used to get a compass. Yes. Then my alluring attraction is something that I wrote. Uh, called Bemos Squid Game Red Light Green Light 123. Oh no. I, I haven't so, seen Squid Game, but I know the reference. Yeah, so there's like that big statue that uh the people are running towards, I think. Uh -huh. And when it turns around, I think probably not good thing. I haven't seen so Squid you, Games also. You gotta get the Bemos to cooperate for this, right? Or do you? Because I making an assumption about what happens in Squid Games, I'm sure it's probably a fairly similar outcome if the eyes uh make contact with you while you're moving. Oh, you know what? If you have someone above, like with putting like a pot over its head so it can't see anything and then just lift it. Oh, okay. Or you just like, you get its attention for a few seconds and then take whatever that is away. Oh, you dangle some keys in front of its eyes for a minute. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, let's see. My best bite would be, <sighs> I already said rock sirloin in the last episode, didn't I? Uh... Yeah, you can't use that again. <laughs> so I can't say Dodongo either because I think that's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, you've convinced me at least. I I'm gonna say... Okay, okay. Tell me if this is cheating. You know stuffed peppers, right? Yes. How stuffed peppers work? I love stuffed peppers. I'm gonna say stuffed bomb flowers. Oh. So, <laughs> so you put meat in the bomb and then you eat the bomb with the meat in it? Yeah, yes. You have to... Do, let's be clear. You have to boil the heck out of like the bomb flour to get it like to an edible degree. But, you know, why not, right? It's the right shape. You could put like anything in there. Oh. Okay. Listen, we don't have a lot to work with in this dungeon, so I'm going to let that one slide without giving you too hard of a time, because mine's not much better. I put down Goron Rocky Road's ice cream. Say what? Goron Rocky Road ice cream. <laughs> 
<laughs> if I can't, so like, like Rocky Roads ice cream is a thing, right? It's like uh-huh. uh, it's like Oreos or whatever in an ice cream, like a vanilla I, ice cream. I will allow this, Chris, if you tell me explicitly what is in Goron Rocky Road ice cream. So it's got to be Goron Rocks, but mm-hmm. un- the, and that's the unfortunate truth. That's for Gorons, yeah. But the Goron the Goron Rocks do kind of look like cookie dough when you. <laughs> spent a lot of time playing the Dongo's Cavern and like everything's just blending together. If you're not focused, it does kind of look like cookie dough. So what is it? It's just ice cream with rocks in it? Yeah, but like the soft rocks because of the shallow lava. We talked about earlier, soft rock, shallow lava makes soft rocks. You put that in there. What is soft rocks? Is that just coal? What is it? Uh, n- n- Yeah, yeah, it's coal. Yeah. <laughs> Vanilla ice cream with coal in it. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Hey, it's not cannibalism, so I'll pat myself on the back for that one. I'm sure someone somewhere is selling activated coal ice cream. You know what I mean? <laughs> that whole charcoal trend in health food? Yes. <laughs> All right. And with that, we will move on to our mottos. Do you have a motto? Yes, question mark. Do you need a minute? No, period. So, <laughs> so this was a hard one to come up with a motto for. Uh-huh. I'm not going to lie. I, you know what? I just, one just came to me. You go first, though. Okay. So while I was thinking of the motto, you know, I have a motto, I'll say it. I'm not I'm not thrilled with it. But while I was thinking of the motto, I came up with something bigger, something grander. Do it. Something that is a step back and not just representative of this game, but maybe something more representative of this season of Hello Hyrule. Okay, um, you're building it up. Like something uh, something more akin to your Link Must Die uh, oh. subtitle for Hello Hyrule Season 4. Yeah, Link Must Die is on the sign driving into Ocarina of Time. <laughs> right, but here's the thing is we haven't talked much about Link Must Die in the past four or five episodes. So I tried mm. to come up with, well, I accidentally stumbled while trying to come up with a model for this episode into something that's maybe more representative hit me hit me with it so my thing one of my mottos is bongo bongo king dodongo where'd my mom go oh god oh no what what the heck was that one more time no 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 i heard it i heard it we all heard it it's 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 representative of some of the the bosses of the series as well as the stark realization bongo bongo king dodongo where'd, where'd my mom go oh god oh no the realization that link has after slaying some of the bosses that maybe maybe the monsters really truly in in their core are the ones that we love the most hello hyrule season four where'd my mom go <laughs> that's a good one anyway my motto for dodongo's cavern is it'll rock your socks off and leave you seeing stars that's not bad it's not too bad whatever whatever what's your motto Uh, my motto (laughs) dodongo's cavern hail to the king baby (laughs) okay That's kind of fun. Oh boy! All right. Anyway, oh, that's fun. That was fun. I have All one right. last. I have one last before we move on, Chris. I have one last question about Dodongo's Cavern that I didn't know where to fit it in. Hit me. Is Dodongo's Cavern 
Dragon Roost Cavern from Wind Waker. You know, I do remember having a conversation with one Loremaster Kex somewhat about this, about how okay. Dragon Roost Cavern does have signs of Goron history uh-huh. in it. I just don't remember the specifics. There was a whole, I think it was Zeltic or Nintendo Black Crisis that had a video about this fairly recently, actually. Nice. Where, like, there's something about, like, symbology on the walls of, of Dragon Roost, by the way, not not Dodongo's Cavern. Mm-hmm. Symbology of, like, long, scary dragons similar to Vovagia. So, like, there's, like, some connections there considering, like, Dragon Roost Island is probably Death Mountain, right? Sure. And considering, like, Valu is probably related in some way to Volvagia. Wouldn't be a stretch. So like this place could be and it's like positioned in a way where it could be that same place. Yeah. I mean I like that connection. I, I love those small connections through these games so I'm on board even with the loose evidence you presented just now. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that's an interesting connection. If, if that was the case, that would be very, very cool. I think that's very cool, yeah. And I also think there's some credibility behind it. That's all. That's all I wanted to ask. All right. So I'm looking out the window of the tour bus, and I, I do see the post office there. So maybe uh, we should leave the car in autopilot and hope that it just circles the what? block. You can just park it. What are you talking about? Just park the bus. Oh, is that what you do with your car <laughs> when you're not driving it? <laughs> Okay, we'll park the bus. Let's go into the post office. Yes. Yeah. Postcards. Postcards. I will start us off with one here from Lucas. Lucas says, I was going to bed last night and something hit me. Could Zelda be a surname? Hmm. She is Princess Zelda. Maybe Zelda for short. What if it isn't her first name? And that would explain why there is always Zelda. Like, what if it's King Rome Zelda? I'm pretty sure he gives his full name in Breath of the Wild, right? It's King Rome Hyrule, isn't it? Or something? Is it King Rome Hyrule? I think his last name is Hyrule. Oh, boy. Uh, I definitely don't think other characters are also named Zelda. That just feels <laughs> like it would... Like, that sounds like a thing that they're very definitively calling uh, the princess. I think we would have we would have figured that out by now, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But that, I mean, that's a good... I mean, that's a interesting thought though there is something there i just king i i don't know if i'm gonna get over king rome zelda (laughs) that's pretty funny anyway thanks for writing in do you want to take this first review here terrific five-star review by superfan 151 this show got me to look back at the legend of zelda series my first game was majora's mask for 3ds and even though as a kid i never got past the town and kept dying to the moon this podcast made me pick it back up and finally beat it hey yeah right on But I want to know, does Link die at the beginning of the game and this is just him in a sort of collection of old memories? No, I don't think. Yeah. I I know that people people have had that interpretation over time. I feel like Aonuma has gotten out there and said, no, that's not what this is. (laughs) Like, definitively. (laughs) Yeah, like, I think it was something to the tune of, like, I really like how creative you all are. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I I think that there are themes, like, I understand why one would make that correlation. There are themes of that stuff throughout the game obviously Uh, but i I don't think we're supposed to take the whole game as that personally yeah i used to subscribe to the you know stages of grief theory because it's interesting right you know and i mean and that can be a theme without it being the fact of the story right of course yeah but 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 at the same time did you hear i think ash ketchum was in a coma the whole time did you hear oh no is that a thing in the fact hey did you hear angelica from rugrats was in a coma the whole time did you hear that part yeah yeah now these are (laughs) fun family games that sometimes you know sometimes dip a toe in in some more adult themes but i i don't think we're supposed to interpret 
the larger game in that way. Right. Uh, I'm going to take this next postcard from Jerome. Jerome says, hello, Hyrule. It may have been a while since I visited the land of Hyrule, with me visiting quite a few other lands, including Wumpa Island and the Dragon World. But I'm back and listening and enjoying your podcast on my Pura Pad. Uh, he then goes on to talk about his time with Tears of the Kingdom uh, for a bit. And he has some very kind words about our podcast. Thank you, Jerome. He then says he loves uh, things about the podcast, like Excuse Me Podcast. <laughs> and he says he's really excited for us to do episodes on his favorite Zelda titles, namely Twilight Princess, Breath of the Wild, and Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, uh, you're going to be out of college by the time that thing comes around. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he then says, I hope that you are having as much fun creating the episodes as I have listening to them, uh, which is a lot. Thank you. You, Jerome. I'm about to show my full experience with Zelda here. What is Wumpa Island? What is that? Wumpa Island's Crash Bandicoot, dude. Oh! <laughs> Come on. I know even less about Crash Bandicoot. He says Wumpa Island and what else do you say? Uh, Dragon World, which is Spyro. Oh, is that? Wait, hang on. The world Spyro is from is just called <laughs> Dragon World? Uh-huh. <laughs> is it like a theme park? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, essentially, yeah. Uh, but yeah, thank you, Jerome. We're like at a point where I'm very excited by the prospect of talking about Tears of the Kingdom oh, yeah. for extended periods of time. I don't know if that means I'm excited to do a Hello Hyrule season on Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, boy. I, I mean, think, we'll, I think that's going to be a lot, but uh, we'll get there. It'll be so long from now. Here's the thing about that. I would love to do a Tears of the Kingdom season, but by the time we get there, it'll be immediately after a Breath of the Wild season, and that's going to be rough. Oh, no, you're right. It's going to be rough. It's also like there's so... Oh, okay. We need to <laughs> we need to talk about that. I think there are a lot of reasons to not do those games back to back <laughs> both for listeners and for our mental well-being but we will cross that bridge 15 years from now oh boy do you want to take the next postcard hello podcast five-star review from a random goron Hmm. Mm. Hi, I'm a big fan of the show. I wanted to ask, what does a mad scrub and Deku nut taste like? Oh, and before I forget, excuse me podcast. Oh man, we got two excuse me podcasts in during this post we, office segment. We must have done Deku nut by now. We've done Deku nut within like the first two episodes. Yeah, and also, uh, no cannibalism banned. Banned. Yeah, Deku scrubs are people. Deku scrubs are people. Mad scrubs are people. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for the five star review, though. Yes, uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to just, I didn't mean my entire reaction just be no. <laughs> uh, no, we, I mean, we, we definitely have said that in a previous episode. So, so they've heard it. I've got a postcard here from Kaburu. Kaburu says, greetings from a time before Hyrule. I just saw the lands below the clouds finally being cleared and settled. Looks like that funky red haired fellow journeyed off to the desert somewhere. Not sure why anyone would choose that heat. I almost forgot to introduce myself. My name is Kaburu, also known as Calamity Kid on the Discord. Hey, Calamity Kid. Uh, the Loftwing Herder. I watch over these little hatchlings when they're born to make sure that none of these crazy flying worm things can bother them. That way, when they reach maturity, they can join together with their Skyloftian counterpart. I tell you, it's been exciting here for some time. After the cloud barrier dissipated, I finally saw the surface and I rode my little buddy Plopty... <laughs> down to check out the area 
And to my surprise, you guys were right there ready to take me on a tour of the once forgotten lands, helping me traverse the lands with ease and even pointing out a few great dishes and awesome photo ops along the way. Unfortunately, I had to get back up to the sky to take care of my little lovebirds for a while, but rest assured, I'll be back very soon to explore Hyrule and figure out what's up with this creepy man with the organ grinder trying to sell broken stones to kids? Uh, sounds to me like someone might be up to something. It is kind of suspicious, isn't it? It's like, hey, it's, yeah. hey here's some medallions. They're all broken. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, should, maybe we uh, elevated the hurdy-gurdy man a little too much. <laughs> Uh, he says, all around, thank you so much for hours and hours of entertainment. You kept me laughing and enjoying my time through this whole journey. I'm excited to venture out into the world a little more. Keep being great and helping everyone find their way around this perfect little haven of happiness, even if the same guy does come and try to destroy it every hundred years or so. Thank you, Kaburu. Plopty is both adorable and very unfortunate of a name. See, here's the thing, right? Like, I don't want to give myself too much credit, but I don't think Plopty could exist without Flopty existing. <laughs> but now that Plopty does exist, I'm wondering, is Plopty a better name than Flofty? I think Plopty's next generation, right? That That's what happens after Flofty. <laughs> Plopty, the next generation. Uh, th- thanks, everybody, for your messages. Yeah, thank you. Let's get out of here. Let's go back to the other episode we recorded. Which I totally remember right now. The Dongo. Oh, yes, that's the one, right. do dongo yeah. Ooh, okay. Oh wow. It was fun to definitely just read all of those emails that we just read. Just that we now. definitely just read in real time at the same time as the rest of the episode. Good emails, everyone. I really enjoyed <laughs> reading them at this tonight in this moment. If there's no emails, we're in trouble. Um, yes, we are. If you have any opinions on. Where'd my mom go? You can send us a postcard at HyrulePod at gmail.com or by dropping us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. We'll read your message here and you'll be helping more listeners like you to find the show. You can also find the show on Twitter, Insta, and Tumblr at HyrulePod. And if you want to find us individually on Twitter, I am at The Edge of My Beat. And I am at A Man Named Babs. You can also, if you enjoyed this show, share it with any friends you have that also like Zelda stuff. If you think they'd be into it, word of mouth helps us a lot. As long as you don't say you have to listen to it because there's nothing else that'll guarantee they never do yeah that stuff never works on me but definitely recommend it we love hearing people find us because their friends pointed them in our direction uh also we have a, a ko-fi if you feel like you want to support us financially no pressure if not mm-hmm. uh but there are some bonus chats we have over there and you can hear some bonus hello hyrule episodes early all the hello hyrule stuff over there will come out eventually on the main feed also so if you can't support us there it's all good you'll hear we- Stuff. We should probably do a like a thank you segment at some point, right? Yeah, maybe we could figure that out. Yeah, we should. We could do that soon. Also, we have a Discord. If you want to chat with us in real time and the Hello Hyrule community, the Discord server grew <laughs> pretty quick, and it's been a lot of fun. You'll probably see Chris more than me. I'm very busy. Yeah, I'm in there all the time. <laughs> uh, sometimes streaming uh, Ocarina randomizers or doing questions of the day. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, the community just had a, a tournament of all of the links so mm-hmm. we had a whole bracket and every day we squared two links off against each other and the hero of legends from link to the past and links awakening yeah uh, just won it i'm so proud of, of our boy they're doing another one soon right they're doing um what was it swords we're kind of we you know we have a few ideas in our back pocket but
but we'll see what happens. Nothing is uh, nothing is fully committed to right now. Okay. Thank you once again to Chill Boy Beats for the use of our intro and outro music. If you want to hear more Synthwave Zelda music, you can find his album, The Hero of Synth, on YouTube, Spotify, and Bandcamp. I've been following Chill Boy Beats on Twitter for a while now, and mm-hmm. by the time this episode comes out, I believe that The Hero of Synth 2 might <gasps> be out. So he's going to do a whole new album filled with uh, Zelda Synthwave remixes. So keep an eye out. Yes. Lucky you guys. You don't have to wait. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. But that's going to do it for this episode of Hello Hyrule. Thank you for listening. Next episode, we're going to take it back a step and we're going to, you know, make a visit to a farm somewhere you might know. Yes. After spending a whole day in the fiery pit of a volcano. Let's take it easy. Let's do some relaxing farming with some good friends. And we're going to have a friend on the episode. I can't wait. Yeah. I've been looking forward to this episode. I feel like I say that every episode. Hey, that's the thing about covering the video game Ocarina of Time is you got a lot of good stuff to look forward to. But until then, I have been Pete. And I've been Chris. Excuse me, podcast. I have some theories. I can't wait. It's going to be good. Oh, right. I forgot about (laughs) that. (laughs) 